Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. I am Yamla, your host for this journey. I was a hopeless love-aholic, but just could not get my love to work. Then after a series of heartbreaks and deep heartache, I finally got clear about what love is and what it is not. I want to share some of what I've learned about loveaholism. <laughs> Welcome to the R Spot a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. I remember the day I was walking in the parking lot of a mall and saw what I thought was a man being physical with a woman. From where I was standing, it looked like he was pushing her. And being from Brooklyn, <laughs> I could not walk away. So I walked over so I could see and hear what was going on. As I got closer, I could see that he wasn't fighting her. She was fighting him. And he was trying to calm her down. Then I noticed the man was crying. Tears were streaming down his face, and the woman was blasting him with foul language. Our eyes met. He saw me, and without saying a word, I knew he needed help. I asked him something. I'm not, I'm not really sure, and he said to me, she has dementia. She doesn't know where we are. I asked, what's her name? And he told me. So I stepped in. I said, hi, Miss Lorraine. You want to go shopping with me? She immediately turned her attention to me. She responded with something about dogs and how Mr. Howard had taken her pickles. I took her by the hand and just started walking through the rows of cars. She was definitely in a manic state, but somehow I captured her attention and she calmed down. Mr. Howard followed us, and after several minutes, she turned, saw Mr. Howard, and said, Are you going to take me to the store? He said, Yes. She dropped my hand and walked away with him. And that was the first time I realized the stress and pain of spouses or partners who become caregivers. Now, long before the pandemic when a record number of people passed away or became debilitated, husbands, wives, and long-term partners found their roles shifting from lover and companion to caregiver. Whether cancer or Parkinson's disease or Alzheimer's or near-fatal accidents that leave people debilitated in a variety of ways, people get sick, health fails, and when that happens... The nature and character of their relationship with their partner changes. How do you navigate a relationship when a partner becomes ill? In either case, the question becomes, do I want to do this or do I think I should or have to do it? 
because that's really what's going to determine the quality of care. It's going to determine how present you are with the person that you're taking care of. That's what my next caller had to deal with and struggle through. Was she doing it because she wanted to or was she doing it because she had to? Hmm. It makes a difference. Welcome to the R-Spot, beloved. How are you today? I'm fine, spiritual mother. Deep bow to you. It's good to hear your voice. How are you? I'm blessed, thank you. Thank you for calling the R-Spot, where we talk about all things relationships, challenges, issues, problems, upset. Now, which one do you have today? Well, I've been married for like uh, 15 years, and um, my husband had taken ill back in 2016, so basically I've been his full-time caregiver. Thing is, I'll be just making 62 next month. He'll be 73. I married an older man. So I really, I've been um, kind of what's called no nookie. <laughs> <laughs> I know Nookie, the Hawaiian. That's no word. That's no word. <laughs> so I need to know what to do because, see, you know, people have their opinions. And I, I, you know, I respect each people's opinion. But thing is, I need a life. I, I need to, I mean, like, I take care of him. I take care of the house. I take care of everything. But I've been neglecting myself, even though I'm trying to do self-care. But there are times I tell people I got feelings. I get horny like anybody else. What yeah. can I do? <laughs> horny. Bob ran out of sale. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Do you have a prospect, or are you just preparing for the future? You know something? It's a little bit of both. I got my eye on someone, but I'm not pushing it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm been married, but yeah. it's not a marriage anymore. You know? Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Is your husband disabled or is it he just doesn't have the urge anymore? He had a, a skin stroke and he has, he's in his middle stages of Alzheimer's. Ah, okay. So we're talking here, what, uh, six years? Yeah. I want to acknowledge you for something. You said it's not a marriage anymore. Tell me more about that. Tell me why you think it's not a marriage anymore. Well, it's a marriage on paper, but we've been through, we've been through so much. And we almost got divorced because he became very verbally abusive. And then he worked up to, he, he was physically abusive. I had to fight him off of me. And I told him, if I'm going to stay with you, we can't, we can't do any fighting. Because I don't believe that God gave me to you to go through. And he was been an uphill and downhill battle with him. And I have an aunt who um, prays for me 24 hours. She begged me. She started crying. Don't leave him. Don't leave him. You got to take care of him because he needs you. God is going to bless you later on in life. I said, well, what about me? What about my needs? Let me ask you this. What are your alternatives? Because I'm not hearing you say, and again, I want to acknowledge you for this. I'm not hearing you complaining about taking care of him. I'm hearing you yearning to take care of yourself on all levels. So what are your alternatives? Do you have any alternatives or do you have to stay because you just have to? Well, basically, this is just my belief that I have to stay too because I had honored my marriage vows for sickness and in health. And so I just, I stayed with him, I guess, because I felt it was the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? 
It may be the right thing to do, but is it right for you? I got a question mark on that for myself because sometimes I say yes and sometimes I say no. What is the truth? <laughs> my truth is, my truth has always been, always do the right thing according to the word, of, you know, the word that the Bible talks about your marriage. Let me talk to you as a minister today because I think you have the wedding vows and scriptural authority a little bit confused. The wedding vows, which do not come out of the Bible, they have referred to several scriptures in the Bible, say, in sickness and health, till death do you part. But death of what? Death of connection, death of communication, death of intimacy. Because what I'm hearing you say, as you aptly put it, it's not a marriage anymore. It's two people together. Because the marriage, beloved, it's not the words you speak. It's the joining of the souls. That's the covenant. The covenant is the joining of the souls in the eyes of the creator. Is your soul still joined to his soul? No, I can't. We, we, we cannot put it that way. There's no intercourse in that. Okay, there's no intercourse, but is there communication? Uh, very little because he had an ischemic stroke, so he's a basic. Is he making a financial contribution? Yes, ma'am. He's retired, so the money that comes in, I manage it very well. Okay. Oh, so he's providing for you. So there's no communication, there's no intimacy, there's no protection. Can he help you make joint decisions about the welfare of the home, the kids, the car? Can he help you make a joint decision. No, ma'am, I'm his POA. So it sounds to me like you're the only one participating here. Yes, ma'am. Now, I'm not blaming him, and I'm not telling you to leave your marriage. Please don't hear that. What I heard you say is it's not a marriage anymore, and your responsibility, what I think you're leaning on, is as his life partner, his wife, and the covenant you made is that you want to provide for him and make sure he is safe, to make sure he's taken care of, to make sure he's not alone. But that doesn't mean that you have to be the one to provide the care. That's why I asked you, is there an alternative? Is there assistant living as a possibility? Is bringing in a home health care worker a possibility? I mean, what are the alternatives to you being there every single day? I did that back in 2017 and 18. I was able to get the whole summer off. But like I said, when COVID hit, he's not sick enough to even go, to go to the emergency room. They won't even accept him. And I haven't had a vacation in two years. Okay. Let me just say this, beloved. And I want you to tell me the truth. I don't care what it is. We're going to work it out, okay? What do you want? At this very moment, I want a vacation, some time off for myself to just be with me, to just, just do what I want to do, you know, just to do me. Right there, right there. I want freedom. I want time off. I want freedom. And what else? I really want a life partner, somebody I can travel with and be with, somebody that can hold me. And, and you know, I want somebody sometimes to just take care of me, take care of my personal needs. And so you want time off. 
You want freedom, you want companionship, and you want intimacy. Those are the things you want. And those are perfectly normal things for a 61-year-old woman to desire for herself. What you're bumping up against is your beliefs about what you have to do. And that is taking priority over what you want to do. You're in an obligatory relationship with your husband. It's about obligation and not about choice. So that we're real clear here, what you want, time off, freedom, companionship, intimacy, freedom to take care of you. Those are the things that you're going to have to tick off one thing at a time. And we're going to talk about how to do that when we come back. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome back to the R Spot. I want to take the focus off of him. This is God's son. And the creator knows exactly what his path is. The creator put you two together for such a time as this, for such a time as this. Yes, so ma'am. Your issue here may not be him at all. The issue may be, am I supposed to take care of my husband? The issue could possibly be, can I be a priority in my own life? Well, I want to repeat something back to you, and I want to ingrain this in your consciousness because you spoke your answer right out of your mouth. And now it becomes about you taking the steps required to take care of yourself. Thank you. This is not a marriage anymore. You have to surrender the belief that you are required to sacrifice your well-being in order to achieve his well-being. Because when you do that, beloved, when you sacrifice yourself for someone else, you make that other person a thief without them even knowing it. He's stealing your sense of self-actualization. He's stealing your sense of well-being. I mean, you're giving it to him, but because he's receiving it, he's the thief. Do you understand that? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is not a marriage. There are not two people present here making conscious choices and decisions. There's no vision. There's no communication. There's no intimacy. There's no protection. This is not a marriage anymore. So even though you're willing to be there and to provide care for him, you also have a responsibility 
to yourself because your first relationship is with you. You have a responsibility to yourself to make sure you get time off, to make sure you experience the freedom of being with yourself, for yourself, by yourself. You have a responsibility to seek and find companionship as a healthy, viable 61-year-old woman. And you have a responsibility to yourself to create that intimacy you desire. And you don't have to do that with someone that spits on you, that can't talk back to you, that's not making sense. Oh, man, that is... That is uh. This is not a marriage anymore. And are you willing? I hear that you say you are willing to live up to your covenant of marriage, which is a meeting of the souls in the eyes of God. So I'm not telling you to roll him in the wheelchair out into the middle of the street. But I am saying that there may be some alternatives. Maybe assistant living is an alternative or maybe whatever. But I want to encourage you and invite you to open your mind to some other possibilities and begin seeing and living your life as a single woman so that you can have time off for yourself, so that you can experience the freedom of life and living that God gave you. I spent all my life taking care of other people, and now I want to take care of me. That's the issue. I'm trying not to cry because this, this is so emotional for me. Well, maybe you need to I cry. To, maybe you need to cry. Well, and you just gave me my lesson in truth, and I appreciate that. The truth will set you free. And the truth is, it's not a marriage anymore. Not in the traditional sense. Whew, thank you so much. Okay, my love. Thank you for calling and continue to listen to the R Spot. And my hat is off to all of you who have chosen to stay when health impacts the character, the quality, the nature of a loving relationship. And I have to be real honest with you. I don't know if I could do it. I really don't know. And the biggest thing for me would be taking care of a person who may be new in their capacity and their presence while mourning the loss of the person I knew and loved. I think that my next caller has made something that was pretty big and pretty catastrophic, even bigger and more catastrophic, when it might just be a simple question, a simple gesture that'll turn it around. Greetings, beloved. Welcome to the R Spot, the place we talk about all kinds of relationships. I understand you have a marriage you want to talk about. I do. Yeah. (laughs) My husband and I have been married a long time. Um, We're both in recovery. We've worked really hard to build, you know, a nice life. And uh, he ended up, he ended up buying a lot of property. And of course, 12 years ago, lost everything. So we had started over me with a lot of feelings, a lot of depression. So working on forgiveness working on trusting him and now being married 25 years, trying to get back together. And I wasn't always so um, loving and caring about it. So, Okay. I heard you say you lost everything. What does that mean? 
we lost our homes. We lost our money in 08 and 09 when everything fell apart mm-hmm. in Florida. Mm-hmm. We were in Florida and everything fell. And he had put, and I blamed him because he put everything, you know, he spent it all. And I was with him, so I have to own some of that. But very angry because he had, if I felt like he was gambling. And we ended up with, after working for 20 years, working really hard, building our life, we lost our financial. But it was hard to forgive him. Mm -hmm. Now you say get back together. What does that mean? Meaning connecting again. We're not connecting. We're we, we live together, we stay together, we talk to each other, we didn't for a long time, and we're together, and to put our, the past behind us, because hmm. I was very angry, I was very, I, I feel that I hurt him a lot, hmm. I, hurt, I feel like I hurt him and blamed him, and I don't really know if he even trusts me anymore, even though he tells me he does. But we were not together intimately. And well, and I know that we love, I know I love him. I truly, I think he loves me. Oh, he tells you know, me, he shows me. You know, sometimes we take a simple problem and we make it so complicated because of the narrative we put behind it. Have you ever just took his face in your hands or put him in your bosoms and said, what do we need to do to reconnect? <laughs> what would it take for you? Right from the heart. Have you ever done that? I have not. Oh, <laughs> and imagine I, that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I was angry and, and I said a lot of things. Some of them still haunt me. And I think think that they hurt you. I mean, I you, you come up with your own script. But I'm just saying, <laughs> if you love, here's the thing that women don't understand. And I always say yeah. this. I always say this to women. And it's a little crass. So please forgive me. Okay, I always say that she who owns the madam rules the roost. You know what the madam is? Is the madam me? The punani. You got the punani. You know what the punani is, right? Yeah. Okay. So you rule. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) when you open your heart, because you're coming from a really authentic, vulnerable place, Mm. when you open your heart, and you make the punani available, a man is powerless. <laughs> and when you make the punani available, whether he takes advantage of it or not, it's just that you know it's here if you want it. If not, hey. But when you open your heart to him and say, what do we need to do to reconnect? I miss you. Don't you miss him? I don't know. I wonder if I, I hope I'm, I've forgiven him. Then we'll talk about that when we come back. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. 
we're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome back to the R Spot. He's wounded. Your beloved is wounded. And you have to not only be his soft place to fall, he has to know that you are willing to sit in that wound with him. You have to be willing to sit in the wound, not judge him. And the two of you, well, you'll heal the wound together. Let him know you miss him. Remind him of when it was good. I miss us being, you know, in the sun. I miss us eating pizza out the box, whatever it is. I mean, I don't know what y'all did, but I miss you and all the houses and all the money and all the things in the world don't replace you. I want you back. What is it going to take? Just ask it. Yes. As opposed to calling me, I don't, I don't know you at all. (laughs) You've been with this man 25 years. Ask him what he wants. (laughs) And then the two of you can come up with a plan. If you really want him and you really miss him. Because what it sounds like is you're trying to figure out the plan so you can do it. But you got to get on the same side of the table with him. I have to get on the same side of the table. That's right. Right now you're on the opposite side of the table. Yes, I am. Tell me what you hear me say. Uh, Tell me. Go ahead. I am hearing that I need to be with him and he is wounded and I have to be with him and bring my heart to him and love him and be in that with him together and be together. He may not know right now what it's going to take. So be willing to ask him more than once. You know where your your safe yes. place for him is you put his head right between your bosoms. You got bosoms? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why you're gonna put your his head. Just say come here. Lay his head right there at the cleavage point. You know why? Because that's when he's gonna hear your heartbeat. And let me tell you why that's oh. important. Because the first sound he mm. ever heard in life was his mother's heartbeat. Yeah. That was the first sound in the womb. When his brain clicked mm. on, he didn't even have ears yet. Mm-hmm. But he could hear her heartbeat. When you lay a man's head in the middle of your bosoms and he hears that heartbeat, mm-hmm. baby, that's it. That's game over. That is, that is <laughs> game over. Game over. My heart's feeling it, so I know his heart will feel it. Yeah. So don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. And don't try to do this by yourself. Get on the same side of the table with him. I have definitely been on the other side. Okay. There you go. Look at that. I have been in another room. (laughs) Yes. 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 
Ah, thank you so much. And you know what? Take the time when it's right. Don't, you know, just go home and then say, come here, I got to tell you something. I know. (laughs) In the middle of the bill. Come here, put your head in my bosom. Ask the Divine Mother to be with you and guide you and tell you the perfect time. If you've got to sit next to him on the sofa and if he's in the other room and you need to go in there and sit in his lap, you'll know when the time is right. Just open your heart and be available. Just tell him, I miss you and I want to know what it's going to take for us to reconnect and then confess. (laughs) I know I've cheated you badly. I know I've been angry. I'm not even sure if I've forgiven you yet, but... I miss you. You can do that, right? I okay. can do that. Yes, you can. I want you to call me and oh, let me know wow. how it works out, okay? Okay. I would love that. Okay. All right, I my daughter. And you know what? Put a, When you get ready to do that, put a little perfume between the bosoms. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Okay. I will. I just got some new stuff. All right. My darling, call me and let me know how it works out. You know, sometimes when there's a breakdown in a relationship or an upset in a relationship, particularly if it comes on the heels of bad behavior or a mistake of some kind, we can turn it into such a catastrophic event. Not only does that eat away at the fibers of the relationship, it can eat away at our common sense. Sometimes, We make something big where just a small energy or effect, just the smallest truth will turn the whole thing around. Well, everything must change and relationships do that all the time. I hope this has been helpful to someone. And if you have a question about this or any other relationship issue, You can call me live at 775-307-7768. Now be sure to follow me on social media for all of the call-in times. And until then, stay in peace and not pieces. The R-Spot is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.